It's getting worse. <laughs> oh, man. Yay. Uh, hello. Hey. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I yeah, hey, Ed, welcome back. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about, maybe. The microphone's here regardless. Stuff. Everybody knows this is the podcast with people talking about stuff. That's right. Mm, exclusively about stuff and mm-hmm. people and also things that happen. To us, to others. Yeah. Uh How lots, you doing? I'm good. No complaints. All right. I, I got a drum set. It's he off did, camera. He did get a drum if set. You hear a little bit of ringing, it's the hi hat. It's right here. <laughs> you know, they say always keep a drum set within <laughs> you know, reach. Keep yeah. it with you. Uh yeah, I got an old slingerling kit that Very I'm working cool. with in my studio. So that's pretty cool. I think we had it in the middle the other day mm-hmm. um, for some video we shot, but it's yeah. I, I never had it together. My wonderful friend, Ryan McQuarrie, helped me at least get my kick hat, snare, tom situation together mm-hmm. just so I could play around a little bit. That's right. Learn, mm-hmm. have fun. Um, yeah, but uh, a lot's happened since last time, I feel like. A lot. Uh, uh-huh. we interviewed my friend Craig Berletic. We love Craig. Um, what so a good dude. yeah, just kind of reflecting on I, that podcast would have came out already before this That's one true. does. And That's true. he's super cool, has a super cool collection now and a great story and he's an all around great guy. So we That's appreciate fact. that kind of pivoting into like doing these really casual ones and then doing the interview esque type podcast i feel like that'll keep it interesting um the future i'd like to maybe even um not even always have bass related people um still have music related or like important things to know or or interesting people that we want to talk to um but you know if you like us and if you are like us then you'd find it interesting um we've got some more we've got three more interviews in the works that are all very cool, just as amazing as Craig. They're very cool. So they're very very cool. <laughs> it's yeah, it's things are happening. Which people is, shockingly reply to us sometimes, yeah, and we're it like, doesn't make oh, sense. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So uh, that's going to keep happening, and yeah. that'll be awesome. And I will say, we would like to meet who you want us to meet. So if there's somebody, yeah, if you've got a, a guest me. you really want us to have on. Uh, especially if you have their tell phone us. number. <laughs> don't, don't. Tell us who it is. Um, and I don't know. Is this aggressive? We don't have a horde of people, so like, tag them. Be like, you yeah, should go them. on the at base of the channel tag podcast. Like, hey, if you're looking to tank your career, <laughs> right. you should talk to these guys via Skype. I hope you can't hear this hi hat vibrating. I feel like I can hear it. I can't. Okay. Well, anyway. We got some other stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know if it'd be out yet or not. Who cares? Because uh, we haven't <laughs> shot <matters>. it <laughs> at this point. Uh, Nick got the Arkham. Hey, Origin. I got a new preamp. I got a new preamp. two preamp. So cool. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I got it. Um, it was in a string of impulse buys of mm, rig-related gear it. where I was switching away from my rack build to a pedal board build. Uh, so. Through really cool little series of events, I ended up with uh, this tiny little uh, pedal train metro. I mean, it's like very, very small. Got a little power supply for it. Got one of those True Tones. The, uh-huh. the, who makes that? The, what's that p- company that makes the one spot? 
One spot. One spot. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's by them, and it's honestly great. It's Sweet. shockingly good. Uh, a buddy of mine put me on. He said, yeah, you got to try this. So I got that. Got the power supply. Is it small? It's tiny. It fits nice. under, like the board is flat to the ground, and, the, and yeah, it's the made to fit on it. pitched upwards. Yeah, no, no. It's, it just fits straight under it, and it, uh, it literally mounts. There's not even a mount. It's just three screws that come out of the top of the thing. You just back it out, put it on under, and just drill it in. Sick. Yeah, there's no no mounts or anything. So really, really cool. If you're looking for like, it's like a six six uh, pedal mm-hmm. supply. See, it's CS6, I want to say, is the one I have. Mm-hmm. So very, very cool. Good recommendation on my buddy. Uh, so I got that. But the origin takes an IEC. Like it sure does. Power cable. So I so found... split? Mm-hmm. I found an IEC splitter. So it's yeah. like one plug and then it branches to two IECs. So I power the... Uh, the power supply with one and the Arkham with one and actually have to unplug the Arkhams to get it in the case, which is very funny. Mm. So I've got the t- the dual IEC going and I got an HX stomp that I'm using for like a little bit of uh, compression and a little yeah, bit of drive. the one spot is powering the HX stomp? It is. That's through, a big deal. Well, through a very funny oh. conversion and a polarity switch, uh, it, it does. This so. is like every pedal board ever. Or yeah. At least with the pedal, kind of pedals I like and you like. Yeah, I'm just, just hoping weird. that... I'm hoping that with this... Digital being here and always will be here now. I'm hoping that somebody sure. will figure out a way to not do a triple daisy chain just to mm-hmm. get power to a HX stomp. Mine six if you can hear me. Yeah. Anyways, so I got that and I go up. That's that's all I've got on the board is literally like the Arkham the HX stomp and a little uh, extra uh, foot switch to add a couple more buttons to the HX. And I played with the cable actually for the first time, which is a funny little thing. I've been wireless for two years and mm, no I wires. Just, I used a cable and. Honestly, I kept tripping. I was like, Did you really? Yeah, I didn't realize how much, like, not, uh, not tripping, but like always tossing bro, out of tripping. my way. Oh, tripping. You always tossing out of my way. And I just I kept winding it up. And I was like, man, <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, what have I done? So I, I went out, I built the board, and I just was like, Let's just take it. So I took it on a whim. I took it on a whim. We went to do like two honky tonk kind of shows. And it was fantastic. I loved the new board. the The tone is so. De- oh, I took a new bass too. I literally took a complete new rig. No rehearsals. No nothing. Just just took it, and it worked out really, really well. I did bring. Did you leave flats on said bass? I did. I did. Yeah. I, oh yeah. You all don't know this. I bought like a P bass with flats on it. It's got those labellas on it. Yeah. American P bass. Pretty cool, dude. American standard. Mm-hmm. Really light. When I felt. His mm-hmm. new base. I was like, man, this thing rules. I would buy this. I would say he offered me. I was like, I'll buy this if you don't like it. <laughs> I got to keep it because I got to have the upper hand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And our friend Chris Justice, that's who we bought it from. Uh, mm-hmm. He had, he said they're the Jamerson Labellas, but they're not. They're not the Jamerson branded Labellas. They're just mm-hmm. like really big, thick Labellas. They might be the gauge yeah. that he used, but not the actual pack. Which those are some honking strings. Yeah, they're thick. It felt so cool. It's a great base. Yeah. So. Combining that P base with flats, not on, not just any flats, but like those specific labellas and flats. yeah. So combining the P base and then this Arkham preamp, dude, completely different mix. Like mm-hmm. my, so we we run uh, in ears, and previously I had like this Demeter, which is a very more rounded and scooped preamp, um, especially compared to. And I was running with well, some drive. The, sorry, here's me being me. Uh, the Demeter. If I remember correctly, flat is not flat on the Demeter. So it's like it's not necessarily scooped per se, but but it's it's a where you 
put the knobs is is not straight up. Yes. If I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. So But it, it's a different league. They're both two pre's, yes. but they have a drastically different sound. Yeah. Specifically where it sits in your mix, it's kind of like this there's just missing all these mids, and then I go to this tone that is like mids. Like mm-hmm. that's what this the P bass with flats. Yeah. It's just low mids. Dude, completely cut in my mix different. All my mm-hmm. band was like, dude, that's just like it sits in the mix different. They were into it? Uh I think so. But yeah. it's regardless, it sits in their mix different. It's like, oh, oh absolutely. Wow. It's different, way different, completely different presence. I mean, way it's just different. a different register that it's hitting yeah. completely. So it changed the whole vibe. But I honestly thought it was hitting PAs better that uh-huh. we were playing on. I thought it was great. Uh, you're like, so I sort of got m- more out of the kick range, mm-hmm. like in a lot of ways, which was really, really fun. And just the way that that made me play when your mm-hmm. tone changes like that and your relation to the band changes like that, mm-hmm. you're like, different player, right? Yep. So it, it was really, really fun. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Be interested to see where you end up long term. If you keep doing it yeah. like that, if you add something early on uh, with the HX to alter some of that character. Because mm-hmm. what's interesting about the Arkham is that it has a mid knob on it, mm-hmm. which I feel like when we were playing around with it, it was not as... It was way more subtle than I expected the mid there was like a switch mm-hmm. and there was a knob or maybe it was some kind of sweep thing uh way more subtle than i expected it to be so it'd be interested to see where you end up long term especially in comparison to a band that's used to the dimeter to me feels super clear and hi-fi um, exactly but i feel like it's yeah. it's a lot more focused on your lows and highs rather your sure. punchy mid yeah, like it's yeah Sure, yeah. So maybe I'm using scoop like scooped in the wrong sense. Well, right. It's not like Marcus Miller scoop where there's like no body and it's just low, flabby low end and really high icy top end. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like that. Bad. It's like bite. Like, yeah. you know, and sometimes sure. I would have to boost space more than I boosted on a lot of stuff. And also on the scoopy thing, that's not a bad thing. I feel like people use scoop as a bad word all the time. Um, if you look at any mix ever, it's all like messing with mids and mid frequencies to make the bass fit in where you scoop the kick drum and then to take frequencies out of the bass, so you can hear the kick drum or the whatever at different mm-hmm. spots. Like, don't be afraid of that word scooped, but that's a certain kind of thing. If you're like a Marcus Miller slappy scoop thing yeah, uh, or like Giddy Lee and like, that stuff really works for them. Giddy Lee is not as as scoopy in the same way, but like, mm-hmm. if that's if that's what you need, that's great. Yeah, totally. Um, Just different in my context was completely yeah. different, a whole different ride. So it's not typically what what I go for. Yeah. So yeah, well yeah. that's cool. I think my shortcoming with the whole rig is I just. I do love a good bit of dirt and mm-hmm. I've been adding in some, I've got two kind of stages that I was bringing dirt from the helix, which is obviously a digital dirt, mm-hmm. you know, going into the preamp. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's maybe not ideal. So I did want to say like, if any of you guys have some dirt pedals that we need to check out, let me know. Cause I'm mm. goodwill hunting. 
Yeah. I know. I, I, I'm down to check out some dirt pedals, I've too. got ideas, uh, especially... I'm a little bit limited with how much space I have on mm-hmm. my board, but I could fit, like, a regular size stomp box, and no problem. And mm-hmm. I think I'm just in the market for, like, a, a real dirt pedal. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not outside... Not in the Helix. I'm not unhappy with what I'm getting from the Helix, but I wouldn't hate mm-hmm. to be able to pull that Helix out yep. of the dirt line, so... I usually use my Grizzly bass, which I love a lot. I think I've talked about it before, and I kind of leave it always on. But um, I'm in the mood to switch it up a little bit, but I'm really in the mood to kind of have two dirt pedals on my board um, to have two different flavors. And I feel like the dark glass thing is really popular right now, which is cool. Mm -hmm. I think there's they dark glass has a certain sound. It does. I don't even know exactly how to describe it, but it seems like... It all, like, they have different flavors, but it all, at the end of the day, has a very similar sound to me. Uh, and I really like that, but I don't know if that would be my always-on sound for me yeah, personally. Yeah. It'd be, like, one of one of the things I'd jump to. Um, I agree. It's definitely, like, stage two for me. It seems like the coolest, like, when people are doing that picky, aggressive thing, or, yeah. I don't know, anything really, really dirty, which is, like, something I've never really had to play I feel like the dark glass thing is super cool. Yeah. Um, because it, it's like aggressive, but that overdrive, like it, it's, it's almost like using compression. Like it smooths it out in a weird way. Heavy, but smooth. I agree. I don't know. I agree. There's a, there's like a dialable dark glass clone on the, on the helix Mm -hmm. right now. And I do have that as my like heavier stage drive. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's not the real thing. Is it called cloudy mirror? No, it's called, uh, is it called, uh, Hazy opaque. It's called Obsidian. <laughs> Obsidian three thousand, or I don't remember what it is. Oh, they could have been funnier with it. Some of them are very funny, and I love it. <laughs> I love it a lot. Like this, they have a Sun Amp clone that he likes just added, which is awesome. And uh, it's like Moon, nice. <laughs> but with all yeah. the le- extra letters and all that. So uh, it's very funny. Dark glass, brown beer bottle. I would dark glass. It. I wouldn't have got it. Green. Foggy, I don't know. <laughs> foggy window, dude. Foggy, foggy window. Foggy man. window. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So new rig, new me. You know how it is. He's a it's, new man. It's kind of fun new to just frontier. That's right. <laughs> hey. Hey. <that> Appalachian <laughs> goods. Uh yeah, it's kind of fun to just go out and be like, eh, hope it works. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a little yeah. there's a little fun to that, like, well. It has to work, but I'll, you know, like, because at the end of the day, all you need is an XLR DI tone. Yeah. And your bass sounds great. Yeah. So it's like you get there and it doesn't work. All you do is just turn it off. Yeah. I got a DI box. Like, well, you got a nice DI. Like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Yeah. It's just, it's cool to go out and, you know, you try it and sound check. Yeah. And, yeah. I liked it. Keep playing. You know, try it the mm-hmm. next day. I like it. I'll bring it out again. So yeah. I'll stick with it for a while. We'll see how long I do. Uh, I'll probably find a way to get my wireless back, but just because I'm a spoiled boy. I feel like the only thing I always have to worry about when I bring new stuff is making sure my gain staging is consistent. Yes, still. yes, yes. And like when I'm setting my gains or when front of house is setting gains that I put on my loudest pedals that I would ever stack mm-hmm. and making sure they gain that and kind of being like, I will not exceed this volume level ever. And then you take them off, and you're like, here's my normal tone. So, yeah. Because uh, there's some pedals, I've talked about it before, but I have the bass micro synth on my board right now, EHX. 
Uh, I have kind of a love-hate relationship with it because it's so quirky. But one of the things it doesn't have is an output gain. So everything you're doing to it is additive. So I have to be careful about where I have it in the chain. Uh, I feel like lately I'm kind of not in a super compression mood lately. Um, I feel like the bass is not as dynamic of an instrument as sometimes we think. And I know that compression on a bass guitar is more about getting consistent low end and it just like blooming really nicely in the PA. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the front of house guy can do that. Or if I'm using a tube amp, my tubes are compressing the tubes in your, in your Arkham and my noble are compressing. Um, anyway, all that to say, I, I, I've had my noble, I've had everything kind of goes in and then Right now, it's my API EQ, which I had off my board for a minute. It's mm-hmm. back on right now. We back. We back. Um, and then the <laughs> EHX microsynth, and then maybe like the Grizzly bass, and then the API compressor, yeah. then the Noble. And Stag. I th- think rolling deep. <laughs> the Metal City. All the API stuff has a buffer in it. Mm hmm. And my understanding of the EHX stuff is it really doesn't like to be buffered. Mm. So we could all relate to that. I I think I need to put the EHX, it go tuner, EHX, then API, Mm -hmm. then Grizzly, then API compressor, then Noble. Um, Because every, like when I'm in here and I'm playing around with the EHX, it sounds big and massive and cool and quirky but like in a good way mm-hmm. uh, and that's why I have the compressor at the end of the chain because anything I add to it I can compress a little bit because mm-hmm. I want that compressor to barely touch me other times um, but when I have it in the order I currently have it I hit the note and it goes Ooh, ah. it like you can hear it find a note and then as the note kind of dies as I'm playing it on my bass, mm-hmm. it's like it re-triggers the note. Weird. And I feel like it only happens when I show up at this one certain gig. So I don't know if it's a weird power thing or what it is, or it's just like the weird buffer. It doesn't it seem to usually happen. It's not a fancy steakhouse in town. Okay. Uh good, good, good eye though. Uh it's a it's yeah. a <laughs> Rich taste, dirty power, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Th- those tiger shrimp, they'll get you. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's that's all that's going on on my pedal board. I nice. do have a Source Audio C4, mm. and Source that's Audio. a digital pedal that you can load presets on. They say it's a synthesizer thing, but, like, you have a little app, and you can go through and find a distortion you like or whatever, and it's, like, three presets one way, three different presets the other way. Nice. And I have one that's really freaking close to the micro synth. Um, I just enjoy having the real thing yeah. for now. But if I need if I need to save space, yeah. that source audio thing's really cool and I'm not using it to its potential. Um, totally. It kind of scratches the line six itch for me. Um, I don't know. I feel like I still will probably end up getting a stomp one day, but who knows? Yeah. It's cool. It's the multi-tool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Nice. Uh, you know, you're talking about compression, and uh, I did also... I mean, I'm just buying a bunch of gear. I did get a new interface for recording, mm. and uh, it's this... I don't in know your if you face. Get, in your face interface. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this one, but there's like a, a universal audio line that's not like um, top tier. It doesn't come with the console. It's like they're more like a budget-friendly, kind of like desktop yeah. recording, 
which is exactly what I do most of, uh, kind of like that line. Uh, and it's called the Volt. I got the Volt 476 C or P? Something. Whatever the four channel is with the USB-C app. It's great. So it's got four mic pre's, very cool. It's like a cool retro look. But the big thing uh, is this switched, uh, like a 76 compressor. Yeah. uh, Just built in. Just like an analog, real deal compressor. Yeah. Just built in as on a button. So it's got like these three settings. It's got like a vocal setting, like a guitar setting, and then like a fast setting. So you can just tab through whatever you want. Yeah, cool. those are really cool. Um, it's been fun, yeah. If I needed an additional little interface, I'd probably grab one of those. Yeah, it's super fun. I yeah. mean, it's it's getting almost everything I need done, other than we've been talking about it. It doesn't have a digital in, and I've got another full Helix that I like. I think one of the perks of maybe owning the Helix is that, especially in demo world, you can just take it digital straight in. You don't convert mm-hmm. and then reconvert like analog to digital. Yep. Uh, and I'm just kind of running into having to work around it and some latency things because of my computer wanting to see the helix and the interface and yada yada. Uh, yeah, so if you're it, having to use two interfaces simultaneously much. and then deal with latency mm-hmm. on top of that. Cause I want to monitor out of the vault cause I don't want to replug my speakers in to like a helix. So mm-hmm. long story short, I'm fighting that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's been perfect. It sounds great on a bass, man. It sounds yeah. so good. I had my P bass just straight in with that compressor on. And it sounds so cool. It's great. I don't feel like there's been an interface. Now, I don't know. I'm not like crazy in the interfaces, but like I don't know of anything that has a cool analog flavor to it that's not. Mm. Well, let, let me just say that like Universal Audio has such an amazing heritage of cool stuff mm-hmm. that you know if they're putting some kind of tone button in there that you could put on it, yeah. it's good. So it's, it's trustworthy. like if yeah. it. You know, obviously it's not an 1176, but even if it like has an ounce of that flavor, that's it's yeah, awesome. It's phenomenal. I mean, so, it's I always tell Carson like I'm at home. I want like the demo setup, like the perfect yeah. demo setup, and it's like dead on, dude. So cool, and it's also got this other mode that's like a vintage mode. So you got your compressor button on top, mm-hmm. and then you got right below it, there's a vintage mode on every channel strip, all, or, or channel strip, on every like input. So all yeah. four inputs, you've got that mode. And it's like, you're kind of, we were talking about it earlier, it's like kind of like this 610 mm-hmm. old school, it's like one of their old preamps that they're kind of like emulating, right? Yeah. Universal Audio has some yeah. really cool old preamps. Um, they were always like tube consoles. I think the 610 mm-hmm. is their current rack channel strip or like preamp and then they make a channel strip version and then they make a version that's like a their tube preamp attached to an 1176 type thing or the tube preamp attached to a LA2A type thing mm-hmm. which is super cool I want one of the big ones very badly yeah. um, one of the guys we work with my band works with that he almost exclusively uses that kind of sound because mm-hmm. you can get that really cool real to be thing um which is a nice contrast in my in my studio i have it mostly geared towards like a neve thing because i really like the sound of that and i really like when it clips i feel like i don't lose low end um it's just it's a different flavor it's different gosh it's like what sports car do you want they're all freaking awesome yeah in the world of preamps um but yeah, I mean it's 
you, I, I want one of everything. Unfortunately, I wish I didn't. It's quite a bug to be bitten by. <laughs> yeah. At least we don't collect boats. All right. Let's keep rolling. Uh, yeah, just a couple, you know, a couple, couple things in the news we were talking about. Carson, uh, he was, we also, I was like, hmm, what can we talk about? Is there anything in, in base news? Which, yeah. I don't know that there's anything such as base news, but. Base news. Other than, oh, oh I was sending you a bunch of post-it. Was it Jack Black playing a bunch of basses? I kept sending you pictures of somebody playing, Adam Sandler was playing a bunch of P basses. And I was like, this is base news. <laughs> base but, news. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. What were you telling me about? Um, we were talking about it earlier. Nordstrand Audio. Uh, I think the guy's name's Carrie Nordstrand. He posted all these pictures the other day. One, he posted a podcast setup or like a video setup that he mm-hmm. might be doing soon, which would be super cool. Um, but he started like recreating this old Japanese bass that was kind of a cult classic instrument. Mm-hmm. Prices went way up. Nobody could really get that. And he found a way to manufacture kind of a clone or an interpretation of it. Cool. Um, so it's short scale. It has a really interesting body shape has these like tone knobs that you could put it at the top but it's still all passive um like what, what do you mean there's like these buttons there's like four little buttons um like switches it's like you put one switch in the other switch pops out kind of thing oh cool i think so not like a jag switch thing no no not like a clicky like okay. it's like little oh that's fun tic tacky looking switches huh. and uh cool. like one of them's like a mid scoop one of them's like a high roll off one of them's like built in on the base yeah, oh, and that's, that's why cool. people like the Japanese one a lot because yeah. it had all these weird buttons that you could do these things with. Uh, yeah, it's fun. So he started making a production version of it. Uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Uh, Acrylinx? Acrylinx? It's like a, the name of some kind of cat-like animal. They call it the cat base okay. for short. Um, and it's like not expensive What's for what it is. What's not expensive to you? It's like a thousand dollars or like eleven hundred. Not bad. Not expensive, being relative. Like sure, it's it's at the level and quality, my understanding, um, that I would like want to buy one and have it and play with it. Yeah, it's cool. Because right there, that's like, what do you do? The like the Justin Meldell Johnson uh, Mustang versus that one. Like they're the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like a super cool short scale, especially to have right now. Absolutely. Um. But this bass is two pickup bass. Oh, fuck. Um, nice. Anyway, he he was posting like I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up the story. But basically, Steve Jordan, uh, amazing drummer, apparently yeah. also amazing bass player, uh, got in contact with him, wanted one of the basses, loved it, and then my hero Pino Palladino reached out from there where he wanted it. And so there were some really cool photos of like a custom cat bass with Pino and and nice. I, I just want to hear anything that's in his hands. I'm just like... Yeah, it's just gold. It's it's amazing. So now I definitely want one. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't... doesn't seem like a marketing ploy, but like, if Pino's got one and playing it, I want it too. Well, the fact like, that he sought it out. Yeah. He's like, I got to text my buddy. Yeah, he be put like, like little screenshots of the text, which he didn't dox him. Like, he didn't put the phone number on there because, you know, I'd be calling, but... <laughs> Yeah, that I mean that was the that was the thing for me. That was the interesting thing I was looking for uh or that I found through the week. I was like that's no, that's cool. nice. I mean other than Adam Sandler playing P bases, I think that's huge. <laughs> yeah, you said Jack Black first, which is awesome. Uh, I mean it's he might same, he might the same. <laughs> the same but but different. It's the same but different, right? It's the same. 
but different. No, they're like different. They're like different um, colorways. Like you know. Yeah. It's the same. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fifty yeah. first dates versus tenacious D. Yeah, but uh, that's not a fair. Happy Gilmore versus tenacious D. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Madison versus Nacho Libre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Billy Madison versus uh, School of Rock. Oh, can't compete. <laughs> can't compete. Um, yeah, cool. No, uh, base news. If you guys have wind of, of a high-profile base news, uh, send it our way. Base you, news. Put it in the comments. We'll talk about some base news. <laughs> send it to us online. Yeah. Um, I mean, that hits most of the stuff we got, uh, but you well have a show coming up. I do have a show coming up, yeah, where I'm playing guitar, indie rock band, playing in Lexington, January 13th. At Friday the, the 13th, yeah. The Burl the, is awesome. The Burl. Like the Burl. The Burl. Uh, what's your band name? Called Isle of Eight. Isle yeah, of Eight. Yeah, it's going to be good. So I'm playing there. Uh, I'm... I don't really have any shows planned on going seeing. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you are you're planning on going and seeing. I'm hoping to go if I can. You're planning on going and seeing uh, Mr. Jimbo Hart and the 400 unit. Jason, yeah, Isbull. Jason Isbell's coming yeah. to EKU. Clo- yeah, clo- in a college close to Lexington. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be that'll be awesome to see them. Um, yeah, I've got to talk to Jimbo digitally more than a few times, but in mm-hmm. person for for a little while when we played a show. Um, nice and yeah, dude, love that phenomenal. dude and his playing and big fan. So I'm glad, glad they're coming to Richmond. It seems like they kind. I, I bet this is the fourth time I see them as a fan. Like before, I was even yeah. near being able to talk to them. So, uh, very excited to see that. Nice. Yeah. Hoping I don't have a tour date that gets uh. Mm-hmm. Put on that, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I love to play shows. That's just how the music world goes sometimes. Um, yeah. So we got that. There's um, some other cool Burl stuff, too. Dude, White Reaper. White Reaper. White Reaper. I think it's like mid-February. We are big White Reaper if, people. Listen, listen, people. If you're not in listen. on White Reaper... Oh, my gosh. It's like... I don't know how they're not... I've heard they're the world's best American band. That's what they say. Uh, <laughs> that is what they say. <laughs> dude, they're phenomenal. If you don't know White Reaper, it's like this like new iteration of like absolute classic rock. Yep. like Almost like a hair metal-y, mm-hmm. but like not. It's just it's rock and roll with a new spin. It's like real deal instruments. The dude that sings yeah. can absolutely wail. Oh yeah, they do like like guitar harmonies and like just insane bass tones, like fast drum line. Like yeah. it is just it's awesome. If you're not in a White Reaper, like do your homework White right Reaper now. Is great, and they're coming to town, and I will be there. I yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. almost lose a show just to go see them because they're There's that good. good. They're yeah. phenomenal, and they're from kind of close to us. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're Louisville. partial Louisville natives. Yeah. If not all Louisville names. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. My uh the best man at my wedding, my friend Jordan, uh, is cousins with Ryan the Keys player. Dude. So So cool. I I am very, very stoked for that show. That's like they've come through town before and I've been like, oh, I need to go. And then I don't go. And then I'm like, why didn't I go? So yeah. this year, now they've been releasing some like new tracks and mm-hmm. stuff and they're hot as can be. So I'm just They've like, been a band for so long. So long. And did not in my opinion, get the appreciation they deserve for like the aggressive, no. fun, whatever sound they're bringing. Mm-hmm. And then they just blow up 
had this tour with Pearl Jam scheduled, and I could be botching the time, but then COVID happens. They have to cancel it. But I think they finally got to do a run of shows with Pearl Jam in Europe, which is amazing. That's insane. Um, and so I, I think they're finally getting some of the recognition they need. I think they signed to Elektra for the last record. Nice. Uh, and I also have low-key collected every vinyl release they've had. We've got a fanboy, ladies every, and gentlemen. Every single one of them. Is so. That's not your, like, you're not the most fanboy of them, are you? Or would you say, like, that's my... I'm pretty. I'm pretty on there. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I definitely try to, especially with the connection and and how close they are and how, mm-hmm. like, you know, when you're like on a trip or something and you're with a friend and and it's your turn to have the aux cord, and you're like, what band can I put on there that is super interesting, mm-hmm. so that like even snobby music people are like what in the world this is new this is cool this is fresh whatever and also universally like even your mom would go this is awesome yeah to me that's white reaper like i will put You're on white right. reaper and everyone will love it some people will go crazy for it and the, and they'll just be like They'll just eat it. It's one of those albums that you're on a car, a road trip or whatever, and Which it just flies about? by. Uh, World's Best American Band. Okay. It's probably my number one. So this is their first? That's their first full-length major first, release? first like, major release. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the next one was You Deserve Love. That's the one that got me. Yeah. That record is, it doesn't have a mistake on it. It's so it's good. Awesome. Yeah. It's so good. I'm telling you, y'all, turn the podcast off. Just go listen to them. White Reaper. Yeah, go listen to White Reaper. They're perfect. Yeah, dude, they're awesome. And any of y'all, if you see this, come on to pod anytime. Yeah, and then my friend uh, Dwayne Lundy is doing, I think the band's called Chico Fellini. Fellini. (laughs) I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, They're doing a David Bowie tribute. And if anyone is going to do a David Bowie tribute in the best, coolest way, Mm -hmm. it's Dwayne Lundy. That's dope. So I have to be there for that too. Nice. That's yeah. So sick. Love that guy. Love his love his production style. Love his love his whole vibe. So nice, yeah, dude. Well, action packed uh, little winter months coming up. So uh, yeah, you know if you're if you're thinking bass things, I need to send those to those boys. Send us I a need message. To send them bass things to them boys. Yeah. Send us <laughs> a message, man. Send it to a uh, uh, based. Yeah. On Instagram. At we, based the, the channel. That's right. Based the channel. We'd love to hear from you. So yeah, just say, we hey. just did this, uh, sorry, we did this, the wonderful people at Close Guitars, K-L-O-S, sent us mm-hmm. the space. We just did a, a little demo review thing of it. We really appreciate yeah. that they sent that to us. And yeah. uh, anything Tim, like that is fun. Over there. If you have a uh, If you have a pedal you want us to review and you think you can get it to us, if you... Ship it to us. I'll ship it back. Yeah, or just drive by. Come on by the studio, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been great. See you soon for something. Mm